Hello, everyone. I'm Kat. Hi, I'm Julie. We are a hair and makeup artist based out of St. Louis Markets doing uh, hair and makeup for photo shoots and commercials. And most recently, we've been having um, just an open flow of communication with a bunch of other hair and makeup artists here in town about the new normal and maybe how to help us proceed and work in a very safe manner. Uh, we've been asked a few questions and asked if we would do a video, so we are here doing said video. Uh, and Julie, did you want to start us off with our first question? Yeah, yeah. So one of the questions that we got um, was, what is new or different about your kit now? So this was something that like Kat and I early on, you know, we've been Zooming with each other and talking um, and just trying to figure things out like from the get-go, from, you know, the time we kind of got locked down. And we're learning and, you know, trying to figure out how we need to change things just to be safe and um, clean and keep everybody comfortable. So one thing that we did learn is that the virus is transmitted through airborne droplets. So that was the number one thing that we're like, okay, so if we have a model in our chair and they are not masked, you know, if they're talking or if they accidentally cough or sneeze, anything, any of those germs can basically branch out and settle on anything that we have out on our table. So that was a big concern to us. You know, obviously we don't want to spread any kind of germs and how do we keep that contained? How do we keep that, um, you know, safe for all the models? So one thing that we, we figured was we have to have a brush case that is closed. So it's not, you know, open air. So that was one big thing was finding a case that we liked for our brushes that could, you know, be enclosed and we could easily open it and then close it back up, you know, to open air. Um, and then also, um, you know, separating each model's brushes. So they're never touching each other um, and keeping those separate. And each, you know, each model will get their own brush bag and that will be designated to them. And all the tools that we use on them will go into that bag. And um, some other things were just like not having your kit out, like everything spread out on a table. Because again, like anything that touches that makeup you know, then I have to go in and wipe everything down. And so basically just, you know, very much like thinking about everything that you do, you know? And so like all of my items, I've, into, you know, put them in small little like containers or um, plastic bags and just kind of separated them. So they were all enclosed. And anytime I went in to get anything, I'd be opening it up with sanitized hands, getting something out, and then closing my kit. And um, so anyway, it's just like changing the process of how um, I basically how I set up my station and how I'm working at my station. Um, so that's kind of been a big thing. And um, I think one of the other things that I felt was helpful is to color code everything. And I know, um, Kat's been doing it too. It just makes it easier. So I'm a very visual person. And so like I got these brush bags that are able, you know, to zip them up and they're enclosed and they're, you know, washable and cleanable and each model will have their own color. So one model will be pink, one model would be blue and so on and so forth. And that's been helpful to me. And, you know, even just telling the model, Hey, look, you have the blue bag today. And so, you know, if you see me grab a different bag, like say something. So, so I think it gives them confidence to like knowing that they see me reaching for their particular stuff and they know it's their stuff. 
and you carry that too through you have brushes that are that color as well for yes. hair um you know little containers of their powders and maybe lips and everything too so that way yeah it's kind of a checks and balance system so they can help you know keep you in line if you're very busy and you know and then they do feel like they have ownership of their safety as well on set which i think ends up being really nice for everybody involved um, so then I will start with mine. Um, how do you clean your brushes and makeup now? So that I thought was a very good question and trying to keep it in a very short, precise answer. Um, again, neither of us are CDC workers or scientists. So this is just something that we have read about and tried to research about and have found that works the best for us and have kept everybody safe so far. <laughs> um, so what we like to do is first you clean your brushes, um, which of course we all do. So just getting all the makeup and debris off of it, uh, just like you would just clean or dust your home. You can't really do anything else until all the debris is removed. Um, then we sanitize our brushes. So we dip them in 70% isopropyl alcohol or higher, and that helps to really reduce any kind of bacteria. Um, now that will dry your brushes out, so I would never leave them soaking in there. Um, you know, it, it just is a very drying property. So then we just dip really fast, but I do like to make sure that it goes deep within the brush. Um, so I will make sure that it stays in there long enough to do that, but I never leave it in that container. And then once we dry that off, it goes into our uh, Sterilite case, our disinfecting case, UV disinfecting case. And that actually helps us destroy the bacteria and disinfect. So we clean, sanitize, and disinfect. And the disinfect just really brings it over the edge, takes it home to make sure that everybody is safe and that there are no diseases left on our brushes because, you know, that is how COVID is spread is any kind of water droplets, but um, we're right in everybody's eyes and nose and mouth with these brushes. So above all, the brushes really have to be cleaned thoroughly. Um, but the same goes for all of our, all the other products as well. Um, and I really love our disinfecting case because it allows us to, you know, disinfect our powders that we couldn't wash or even things like our phones you know if somebody accidentally leaves their phone on our station and like we said anything that's been left on our station has to be cleaned before or after each person so if something like that were to happen we can be like not a problem throw in our disinfecting case and it only takes three minutes before it's disinfected so we're not even wasting that much time um, added up when you are cleaning, it does take a little bit of, you know, a fair amount of time. And so we have also started to um, just have a great conversation with our clients ahead of time and just telling them that, you know, we will be a little bit longer um, as far as our procedures and processes go, but it's just to keep everybody safe. And everybody has been really respectful of that lately. Um, did I leave anything out? No, um, I think I think that's a great point. That's a fair point um, that you mentioned that you know we're we're telling our 
clients that it's going to take extra time because I don't think they all realize like how much extra steps it really does take to um, keep everybody safe. And I think those steps are well worth doing. It just, it does take that extra time. Um, and I will mention in case anyone isn't sure what a UV disinfecting case is, it's basically what we have is one that's very specific to our industry. So it's, it's made for makeup artists and it is a case about the size of a shoebox, maybe slightly smaller. Um, and it has UV lights that will um, kill, you know, 99.9% .9 of bacteria completely disinfects um, for three minutes. Some of the cases that we've looked at take longer than three minutes to do this. Um, this was one that we just really felt worked well for us. Um, and it's been a game changer. Like, I kind of wish I had it like years back, you know? I mean, it is an extra thing to carry. You know, our kits aren't big enough, um, but it's been awesome. Like, it's really gave me peace of mind. Like, I literally put my eyeshadow palettes in there, my powder, you know, containers and like everything, like you can put basically all your powders, um, your blushes, your eyeshadows in there. And it's amazing. I love it. And it's nice, you know, piggybacking off of that too, that you don't have to sit there and scrape your eyeshadows off onto a palette. Yeah. Um, I feel like that sometimes distorts the intensity of it, or it just kind of breaks down all of your actual materials. And so I think that this ends up in the long run saving us tons of money um, even just alcohol, you know, what if one day we can't get alcohol because, you know, even maybe this winter things get really bad and people are stockpiling. And so that gets concerning too. If we don't have the right, you know, products, we can't work or say that we can safely work. Okay. So this just makes sure that we can always disinfect things no matter what. And so like you said, you know, peace of mind, um, is, has just been great. Yes. It's been, it's been so. Do you want to go with the next question? <laughs> yep, I will go to the next question. So um, the next one was, how comfortable do you feel working right now? So, um, you know, again, like Kat and I have been Zooming and talking through this whole thing, like, um, and just kind of like figuring out how to move forward once things opened up again. And um, one of the big things that we've been doing, both of us, is educating ourselves. So we took a bunch of different courses. We got some um, different certifications, um, not only for ourselves, you know, just to feel confident and, and feel like we know the facts and we know how to take care of things, but also for our clients too. Like it really gives them that peace of mind that we went that extra step and just, you know, we know, you know, how to clean things properly and take care of um, our models and talent. Um, so that's definitely built up my confidence as far as like feeling comfortable going back. Um, another thing was just like learning about how um, production can be safe, you know, just with a few little changes that can be made. And um, so I took this uh, certification course called Safe Set International for a video sets. Um, video productions, but I think it also applies to like photo shoots as well, since it's a very similar environment. Um, and it does talk about a lot of things that you can do, you know, that the production can do to keep the crew safe. And so that made me feel really good, especially because um, the shoots that I have been on since things have opened back up have felt pretty safe. And I feel like a lot of the things that were mentioned on that safe set 
protocol were being done. And so that made me feel really good too. Like, you know, some examples were like box lunches, like, you know, it's not like a buffet style anymore. I mean, that was just one of the little things that, you know, places are doing to help can, you know, contain anything and, and keep anything from spreading. So that was, that was good. And that helped. And, um, I think once you start going, once you do your first job back, like even after day one of going back the first time, I felt a little better at the end of the day. I mean, I was exhausted because it's just, it's a lot like just figuring out your processes and how you're going to do things and, you know, being very tedious with your cleaning, obviously. Um, the whole time. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it is different. It feels weird being all masked up and, you know, a face shield or goggles or whatever you're wearing. And, you know, it feels weird, but, you know, once you do it, like after day one, I kind of felt like, okay, I got through it. I got this, yeah. you know? So yeah, the day I was kind of like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. And then by the end of the week, I was like, okay, I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that first day, I, though, I don't know if I was that confident the first day. I was like, mm, I don't know. I, I think it's that like anxiety you build up in your head, yeah. you know, when you're just thinking about, okay, I can't forget to do this and that. And you have all these steps that you, that you have to do. Um, that's just a little bit different than what we normally do that, you know, going into it, you're just, yeah. But once you get in there and you're doing it and, and you know, you can do it, I think it, it definitely boosts confidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that it's the unknown. So mm -hmm. until you actually get in there and you get it, then you, you know, you make it worse in your head. It's like that monster that you never see in movies. And so then it always seems really big and scary until you actually see it. So, exactly. <laughs> um, so then I had the last question, which is how do you protect talent and yourself and your family? So what I was talking to Julie about, um, you know, throughout all this is this has been a very important topic for me. Um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to come back to work because of this, because I actually had a baby, my first child, um, a week before everything was shut down and then the whole world changed. And so I was, you know, everything kept changing that the CDC kept coming out with and I just didn't feel confident. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep my child safe. And that was something that was really scary. Um, you know, I think we just speak for Julie and I, when I say that this was our job is our passion. It's not really a job. We've been very lucky. This is something that really spoke to us and that we would do all the time for free. And even don't tell anybody, um, <laughs> but it, you know, we're, we're very lucky. And so when this came about and the thought of not doing it anymore was just heartbreaking to me. So I really started researching and talking to lots of nurses, doctors, my pediatrician, um, you know, who's a mom as well, and just said, what are you guys doing to keep yourself safe and your family safe? So um, along with the masks that we wear, and we'll talk about masks too in just a second, um, I actually wear a visor as well. I wear a smock. So again, just also because I'm pumping, so I don't want any of those particles. If someone is, you know, talking to me or maybe coughing or sneezes, or I actually had a client the other day just singing, you know, which makes sense because music was going on in the studio, but that actually is a really one of the highest ways to, um, contract the disease. <laughs> there was, there was something uh, that like a choir, a church choir, everybody got it. 
Um, so, you know, and they just do this without thinking. So luckily I had a smock on to protect my clothes. And then at the end of the day, I take that off and I put it in a sealed bag before I get into my car so that my car is safe as well, because that's where I transport my child in. Um, and, and then when I get home, I, you know, take that bag and then I strip in the garage and I put my clothes in that bag as well, leave my shoes in the garage, spray down my bags with barbicide, and then I go to do my laundry. And then I go straight from there to take a shower. And then only then do I go see my baby because then I'm hopefully completely fine. So, um, and you know, to further that, I'm just that much safer for the next set or the next talent that I see because then hopefully it's bulletproof as much as I can be. And I'm just safe for everyone. And also my parents, because my parents watch, you know, help watch my little one and so do my in-laws. So, and they are high risk. So there are millions of people that I am trying to protect. Um, even on, you know, last week was my first week back. And within that week, I had a woman who watches her mom who has cancer that I worked with. I had four children, the ages of three to 16, um, that I had to keep safe. And then also a man who had, um, some issues with his immune system. He was in a wheelchair and, you know, all of that is incredibly scary when it, it falls on us to keep them safe. So again, um, none of this, it might seem overkill and maybe it is, but I would much rather it be overkill than the opposite happen and have that on me and have somebody be sick. Um, and you know, that would just be, it'd be horrible. So I would much rather be completely overly precautious, um, and try everything that we've heard than not. And that's, that's just me. Right. No. Yes. And, um, that being said, I mean, I, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but like, you know, a pretty huge percentage of people who are sick are either asymptomatic or have like mild symptoms. Like they may feel like they just have allergies or a cold. And I think that's like the biggest part of it, it, it the scariest part maybe. Um, so we literally don't know. So we have to treat every single person that sits in our chair as though they could have that virus. And that's why everything we do is the way we do it because of that, which is, you know, it's a lot of work and, you know, it's a lot of added steps, but I feel like to do our job safely, that's at least what I feel like I need to do. And Kat as well. And again, like, we're not like, you know, saying this is the best way to do it or the only way to do it. This is just what we have found, just like going back and forth and talking and doing research and educating ourselves. Like that's just what we found to do. And so, you know, when people start asking those questions, that's when I'm like, well, you know, let's make this video and, you know, just address some of these things, you know? Yeah. And I think like, um, we were saying too, the importance, I was going to say that we were talking about masks. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, would be that, uh, you know, you wear a mask to help protect other people. So yes, the person that is in our chair cannot wear a mask while we are doing makeup. And we do ask that they wear it while we're doing hair because at least that kind of cuts down on the amount of time that we're with somebody in a small space without a mask. Um, so it is really important if you can. And right now I feel like there are a lot of different avenues and places you can get masks now. Um, but a N95, KN95 or higher 99, um, 
are the best masks for us while we're in somebody's face that I am aware of. Um, and so, you know, that's also very important in protecting myself and my family and other sets that I would be on is to make sure that I have a incredibly high quality mask. Um, I have some, we just ordered a whole bunch more, um, just in case that there is, um, you know, it, they're harder to get again this winter, hopefully not. Um, and of course, first responders need them first and foremost. So uh, while there is a surplus, we just tried to order a few more because I won't feel safe working otherwise. Um, and then it was there in eye protection. So whether it be a shield um, or goggles that are, you know, more construction like goggles that have um, protection around the whole face and eye area. Um, so nothing can seep in or no droplets can get in um, is also a huge thing. And um, what else am I missing? Anything? I think that I think you pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. And, you know, again, we're going to probably be adapting and learning and changing things as as we start to learn more. I mean, again, like, I feel like this is just, you know, a learning experience for everybody, you know, and we're just kind of figuring it out and figuring out what works best for us and what makes us most comfortable um, and our clients most comfortable. And so we're just figuring it out and yeah. I guess, you know, even like a couple months from now, things, we might be doing things differently. I don't know. 100%. And that's kind of why we wanted to start this whole video process. Yeah. Anyway, we might suck at it. Maybe we know nobody wants to do this anymore after this. But yeah. I think it just is opening that door, you know, so that people can have a conversation about it. Um, because it is something that is so new, so different. Um, and then the information that we get changes on a daily. So it's not even something that you can become, um, you know, a, an educator about, or like, I mean, I feel like you just, nobody ever feels like that they're super confident in the information that they have. So I feel like it really is in this day and age, just about us sharing, um, what we're finding and the best things that work for us. And, you know, if everybody is safe, then hopefully this will end sooner than later. So I think in any way that we can help each other, bring each other up and keep each other safe, um, it just will help everybody in the end, hopefully, and end sooner. 100%. Yep. Yep. Definitely. It's all about like working together, sticking together, figuring it out, you know, finding what works for you individually. Um, and yeah. Yeah, so definitely, so if you watch this and you feel like it helped you, then we're super happy. Um, if you have any, you know, questions, any other questions that we could um, answer for you, or if there's anything that you just want us to talk about, um, you know, please let us know because we're really accessible. You can just talk to us about anything um, and we'll be open and we're here for you all because it is a very scary time right now. It sure is, and we're a community, so we should all stick together and, and yep. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> all Thank right. you so much for talking, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.